Hello, I'm Corey Stroman. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Today, you're joining us for part three of our co-starter series, during which we'll be chatting with four individuals with businesses and ideas who have participated in the 10-week business education program at Collider, further developing their ideas and building valuable connections through their cohorts. We're looking forward to hearing their stories and sharing them with you. Thank you for taking the time today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in our area. We hope that you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Rochester Rising is a part of Collider Foundation, a local nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early stage entrepreneurs in our community. You can learn more about Collider and how our organization can help accelerate and assist your journey at collider.mn. Today on the podcast, we're getting an update from a previous Rochester Rising podcast interviewee, Christine Stensland, to find out more about how her digital therapeutic behavioral and mental health assessment and intervention tool, Genograms, has developed and changed over the past year, as well as her experience as a co-starters participant. Let's get started. Well, hi, Christine. Welcome back. Thanks for being on the show with me once again. Yeah, you're welcome. It's exciting to be here. Just as a quick recap for those who may not have heard your prior episode, tell me a little bit about your background in both work and education and what kind of brought you to the Rochester area. Sure. So my background, we'll start with education, is I have both a master's degree in healthcare administration and an MBA in finance. And so my work uh, background started in healthcare administration. I started out in Even though I'm a Midwesterner, um, I started my career, um, professional career, out in Southern California at Kaiser Permanente, which is a prepaid health plan or HMO, and really learned a lot there. Interestingly enough, about entrepreneurial, as they called it, opportunities. So I helped open a couple new markets. And so um, it's funny how all these things come back around, um, Mm -hmm. some of those skills I even learned there. And then from there, moved um, went to a startup, actually, hospitalist company while I was out there. Again, mm-hmm. interesting that it's coming back to play. Um, but I wasn't in a management position at there. I was a national director of contracting. And so um, ultimately was recruited to come to Rochester for Mayo Clinic. Mm-hmm. And um, I had had my firstborn son and decided I liked the Midwest better for parenting. So it seemed like a great fit for us. And so came back to Rochester, worked for Mayo for a couple years, um, and then um, got recruited by Principal Financial Group out of Des Moines, Iowa, and did that work also as a national director of contracting for them until I ultimately got laid off, which was a surprise being as they were closing down their health insurance division at Principal um, didn't anticipate that, but sure. what that allowed us to do is um, in that time, there's a bunch of stuff that happened, but I got divorced between Mayo and Principal and then mm-hmm. got remarried between Principal and the layoff, um, which just gave a different perspective to personally why our, sure. our mission driven to make an impact for families and strengthen families um, and sort of started this work. So when I got laid off, my husband and I talked about, okay, what do I do with these skills and Mm -hmm. this heart passion Mm -hmm. of um, serving others and strengthening families. And so went into nonprofit work Mm -hmm. (laughs) for several years 
and worked at a large nonprofit here and and um, primarily did fundraising for sure. that nonprofit, uh, family-serving nonprofit, and then decided after a large capital campaign that, well, now I know how to do nonprofit work, so I should go learn how to do marketing. <laughs> so then I went to a marketing company, a small boutique firm here in town, and then ultimately left that and said, I'm all in on what we want to do together mm-hmm. collectively. So um, my husband and I have a passion together to serve, and he has his PhD in clinical psychology and applied quantitative psych and went the research route. And when people ask me what does applied quantitative psych mean, to me I call it fancy math. So <laughs> um, he is you know, well-published. He sees just data and analytics is how he makes you know, th- make things make sense and mm-hmm. he can prove stuff. So um, we like to say that we're very different human beings with, you know, diverse and different backgrounds, but the same pain. And so we're in this together. Yeah. So that's that's how I got here um, onto this entrepreneurial journey. It's been a lot of twists and turns, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is a, a common thread amongst <laughs> entrepreneurs yeah. is that the journey was long and winding, but yes. this is where it ended up. Yeah. Well, briefly explain to listeners what genograms are and how they can be utilized. Yep. So genograms, um, where we ultimately are now is I think when we talked a year ago, we had developed what we what in the entrepreneurial world, so for those who are listening probably know this term, but it was our MVP, which was just, mm-hmm. um, it was called blending.love, and we wanted to provide uh, a digital tool to help those who serve those in blended families, which my husband and I are when we blended our families 17 years ago, mm-hmm. just a tool that said, hey, this is why this is so hard. We're going to show this to you. And so um, we took the concept of a genogram and mapped that out and made the assessment um, a 10-minute thing versus, a, you know, I had, a, I had somebody tell me when I was sh- – having her use it, she said, she stopped me in the middle of what we were doing, the training I was doing. And she goes, stop. And I was like, what did I do? (laughs) And she said, you've saved me four hours. And she's in, in her schooling right now to be an LMFT, which is a licensed family and marriage therapist. And she said, you saved me four hours. And I hate drawing these out. Like it's so hard. And I always forget something. And then, and so ultimately blending.love, um, opened this market where professionals were coming to us. We, Mm -hmm. you know, on the entrepreneurial journey, the things you learn (laughs) are you should have talked to your customers, um, which we thought we had, but, you know, our circle when we were doing blending was largely other people in blended families who knew us. So, of course, they wanted to be supportive. Um, And it's a great tool, and it is is very functional. We have monthly sales, so we still are selling it. It was published in a book by a national um, leader in the the field of blended family um, therapy and support. So, it's a good tool. Yeah. But what was really interesting is professionals came to us, like mental health professionals and licensed clinical social workers, the military, um, anybody who works with complex situations and said, wait a minute, can you make this like like the genogram that I know and not just for blended families? And um, and that's where we are. So we founded the company called Genograms last January. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it's probably we're with the day we're within days of when we got our official Minnesota's LLC established last year. Okay. Which is kind of fun that I'm here today. Now that <laughs> I think about it, cause it was in the twenties something of January last year. Um, so genograms is the company, um, formed here in Minnesota. And then, um, 
And then another cool thing that we happened along the way is we actually secured the URL, genograms.com, which we were like, oh, how did that even happen? Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> so that's, you know, as far as the marketing and SEO work, um, we were pretty stoked about that. And then we've been developing the tool for professionals, which is similar but very different in that um, it's going to just be way more robust. It'll be able to track multiple generations. Blending doesn't do that. Blending.love doesn't do that now. Um, multiple generations, all kinds of um, different things that a traditional genogram would follow, like patterns of addiction or patterns of abuse or um, other even medical things. We've had mm -hmm. a medical doctor here recently tell us, why. I can't wait to use it because I do this anyway. And if I can see, and we've had genetic counselors, like people we didn't even think about. Well, now they're on the list, but you know, the people when they see it are like, holy cow, we want access to this. So that's where genograms is now. Um, we are, I know when you and I scheduled this, we were, I was so hoping to announce that yeah. we had um, finalized our investor slash business partner agreement and, we are so close to the finish line, I can say, but you know that that it's in process. Um, but since the ink isn't dry, I can't officially announce it. But for us, it's very exciting because we'll mm -hmm. have the financial resources to continue this work to get us to break even. And this also comes with a business partner, somebody who just fills in the gap between the work my husband does, the work I do, the work that our contracted programmers do, mm -hmm. and and just to make it all happen. And so we're very excited. Um, we will launch our official, it's called Next Gen Genograms. Very clever, I know. Next generation of the genograms. So you don't have to use paper and pencil or a digital, old-fashioned digital drawing program. Um, is set to launch in July of this year. So we're in alpha testing now. Beta testing will start soon. And then we should be at full launch um, by the end of the summer. So... Well, that's super exciting. <laughs> Me and all our listeners are keeping our fingers crossed right. that everything goes through and everything kind of progresses smoothly for you. Yeah. Well, obviously a lot of changes oh. have occurred in the last year and couple of years, I'm yep. sure. What would you say were some of the greatest challenges you faced while making those changes and, and pursuing that growth? Yeah, I think, you know, navigating... I, they were true disappointments. I'm just going to say it. They were navigating the disappointments along the way, right? Mm -hmm. You think that this is going to land here and then it doesn't. So even, um, you know, we went after some local funding. We didn't get that. That was a disappointment. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I think all those things are just a way to go, okay, this isn't a partner for us. And so let's go over here. And so it's disappointing in the moment. And then you just pivot and you keep going. And I think those disappointments were a little bit of a challenge, but I mean, momentary challenges. The other thing that I think um, we're working on, you know, what I'm I'm learning through my transformation coach, <laughs> who's <laughs> right there with us advocating for our our success. But um, you know, is just thinking about I just haven't learned that yet. Versus mm -hmm. I can't do that. And so right. a mind shift for us is this is going to happen, and we're just going to figure it out. And so um, I think we're still figuring out how best to describe genograms and um, just who we've brought a few people for the marketing sales mm -hmm. advisor side, including including the SBDC, which I have to have a big shout out because that team has been phenomenal for us and just providing some resources and some um, of that education that yeah. we didn't have. Um, highly recommend, but don't, 
I don't want to tell too many people because I want to have access. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but they've been a great source of that education that we're missing. And so I think one of the frustrating parts is just we haven't landed on the right you know, term. So we're continually sure. trying to figure out that sales and marketing as we prepare to go to full launch um, this year. But we'll get there. I am 100% confident of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a huge challenge for any company or organization is like, how do you best share your own story? <laughs> and like convey, like Collider struggled with this too. Like how do we yeah. communicate with the public, like who we are, what we do, what we provide um, in a way that's, you know, cohesive and easy for people to understand. Right. And, so and we're so close. You're close to it. We're close to it. Yep. We did ultimately, um, we have hired uh, and utilized a content writer who also, again, it's just, you know, you find the resources along the way to fill in the gaps that you don't have. And sometimes mm-hmm. you don't know that you had that gap until you find out from a disappointment that you had that gap. Right. So again, we're just, we're just figuring it out as we go. It's a journey. Yeah, it is totally a <laughs> journey. Yes. Well, I think you touched on this a little bit, but have you found Rochester to be a pretty receptive community for your idea and product? And obviously your product can, it's not, Rochester, right. localized to Rochester, that is, um, yeah. because it's online. But it's, yeah, it's a software application. So it's, you know, we've even had international mental and behavioral health therapists reach out to us. But um, I would say Rochester is a community, and I will, I'll narrow it way down to the small business and entrepreneurial community have been so embracing of um, our team mm-hmm. um, and the idea. I mean, again, <laughs> the idea is the idea, and but um, we've had people come from all over different places that want to help us, and I truly feel like it's help, not you know poach or um, steal or mm-hmm. any of those things. I felt I have felt it be to be very collaborative, and very much pointing us toward the resources that we needed, and so we're very thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you participated in co-starters, was it two years ago? Yeah, we were in the first cohort, which yeah. we've been, was it, I don't even remember. That's pathetic. Yeah, maybe a year <laughs> and a half, two years ago, something so, like sometimes that. Sometimes this journey feels like it just started, and sometimes I feel like I'm 80 years old, and I've been doing this since <laughs> I was 50. Uh, well, looking back on participating in co-starters, mm-hmm. um, and also remaining a part of the Collider community since that time, would you say that that's impacted the way that you've navigated this growth and change and challenges as you developed the business? Oh, absolutely. So much so that I took the co-starter facilitator training so that I can help co-facilitate some co-starters because I think, again, I have found that if I talk to people, um, and I I think this has always been my personality, connectedness is one of my top five strengths, but um, I glean information every time I talk to somebody and I love sharing what I've learned, if it can be of help to other, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I truly hope that that's um, more of a mentoring type approach that I take and not a, you know, telling people what to do, but who knows, I'm not on the receiving <laughs> end of it. But um, I think that that co-starters co, um, was just a great, even though we had been on that journey for a couple years, it was a great framework for us to mm-hmm. really think through um, where we have been and where we are going in addition to, I mean, I didn't know all these resources existed. And um, in particular, I stay in touch with somebody who was in my co-starters class who also, um, our group, who is also doing a web application. Sure. And so um, he's actually provided some alpha feedback for us just on how to 
the best practices for web applications. So, mm. um, I mean, the group as a whole has periodically gotten together, but um, Dave in particular has been really, really part of our team. I would say, I mean, I everybody, if we have a team meeting, it's going to have to be, you know, 20, 30, 40 people. I don't know, because I just <laughs> consider all these people part of our team. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Well, I'm really happy to hear yeah, that that's continued great. to be a good resource for you yeah. and that you've made valuable connections through it. Yeah. What do you find most rewarding and enjoyable about developing genograms? Oh, wow. Um, I think most enjoyable and most rewarding is that I am I am in the zone, so to speak, and so this is what we want to do. And um, this is where our heart is, and this is where we want to use that pain and make something good happen in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels aligned with our skill sets. It feel, I mean, I just feel like we're in alignment right now of mm-hmm. all those things of why my husband and I probably were attracted to each other and came, got, were put together. I mean, like mm-hmm. why we met, like why, like it just feels like we're in the zone right now. I will say it's super scary. Like he had a, another business um, that he let his last client go at the end of, of December. So we're one month with absolutely no resources or income. Sure. So it's super scary and we're all in, like there's not there's no boat coming to take us out. Right. So um, you're at the leap of faith. We stage. are at the leap of faith <laughs> stage because we're doing it. Like we're gonna yeah. do it. Yep. So that's rewarding. Um, and again, I think just the encouragement from all different places. I mean, oddly, like even for another work that we do, I, I started. We also founded a nonprofit. That's a whole different thing. But to do outreach on relationship education. But um, in that work, we work with some local chaplains, and the chaplains or even like seeing places where genograms could be used. They were in a child protective protection services meeting for the county here in Olmstead mm-hmm. County. And one of the chaplains afterwards said, hey, she texted me and she goes, hey, I just sat through 15 minutes of somebody drawing out the genogram that you've told me that you guys have done or she's seen sure. parts of our of our work. And um, she says, it took 15 minutes with a team of people. She says, you guys will be able to make that way more efficient and way more accessible. And I was like, I just got goosebumps because I thought, you know what? Other people in this community, even if they aren't the ones who are fully using it, she's mm-hmm. like, and then those professionals can use their time to keep that child or children safe. They can use their professional skills, not for drawing, but for utilizing it. And so I think that's super rewarding when other people yeah. see the the value and the impact mm-hmm. and you know just the healing that can happen when once people start using genograms. Yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah. What's a piece of advice that you would give to somebody either starting or making big changes to their business? Ooh, breathe. Um, know that it's going to be, there's going to be bumps. I mean, there mm-hmm. just is. And I think sort of like when Genograms provides a roadmap for <laughs> mental and behavioral health or those who are serving others, mm-hmm. um, to find those maps, at least know sort of the direction. And so I think being armed with some information before you go in um, is great. And co-starters is, is a framework that, you know, I, again, found helpful. There's also resources that I didn't even, again, didn't know a ton about. So SBDC, Collider, Red Wing Ignite. I mean, it's just E1. I mean, there's, there's so many places to go. So I would say be prepared. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it'll be easy for somebody else. And if whoever figures that out, please tell me (laughs) because again, I'd love to learn, but um, if it's your passion, it's your heart and, and you're driven to make 
that impact or, or fill that gap or whatever you're doing, keep at it and um, find that community of people that are going to cheer you on and and help provide the resources, education and otherwise, um, to help you be successful. Absolutely. Well, outside of this exciting work that you're doing, uh, what are some of your hobbies and interests? Oh, my goodness. Um, I am on the Rochester Master Swim Club. So this mm-hmm. morning I swam at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> um, I think that for me is really grounding and keeps mm-hmm. my mental health and physical health going. But I, I was a swimmer in high school and college. So it's sort of, again, a a place where you're coming home and I'm in a community of people that we get what it hurts mm-hmm. also when you swim sometimes, um, and pushing yourself and that kind of stuff. So that's one of my big interests. The other is, you know, I have four children, um, two biological boys and then two stepdaughters, but they're all out of my house now. So, you know, like we're empty nesters, which yeah. is a whole new journey. Um, which is kind of funny because, um, I tell people like, well, I don't have anybody in my house now, so why not you know, start an, a business and found a nonprofit all at the same time. Cause what else am I going to do with my time? Um, but that's another thing that we did. So one of the mm-hmm. other interests that we do is, um, we founded a nonprofit or I did, and my husband is my um, number one volunteer. Um, but we do relationship education here pr- primarily locally, but we've done it some statewide and some nationally as well. Sure. Um, just to provide the resources again, so that couples in particular have tools in their toolbox to be successful Mm -hmm. on their journey. So again, a map of, you know what, couples fight about communication and conflict resolution and how do you best navigate and negotiate. And so we do all kinds of stuff with Guide Your Heart is that local nonprofit. So education and training of others and retreats and premarital coaching and all that um, as well. So that's a big passion of ours. And I think that really leaves about 12 seconds left in the week (laughs) for any other uh, activities. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing and giving us an update. Again, good luck on everything moving forward. Yep. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much to Christine for sharing her story. You can learn more about genograms by clicking the link in our show notes. And thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We are so appreciative of your time spent listening and of your support of our work here at Collider. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation today, please share this podcast with them so that they can benefit from the experience of other business owners in the community. We launched Rochester Rising in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place within our community especially stories that otherwise would not have been told, and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating and lending support to Collider's efforts to share the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs and inspire others on their journey. You can find more information about our tip jar and how to donate in our show notes. Thanks for tuning into the Rochester Rising podcast.